Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. All righty. I'm reading this headline, okay? Make sure I try to find it. By the way, one headline is five-year deal for uh, Lou to coach Eclipse, Ty Lou. Eh. There's a lot of basketball stuff going on. Doesn't today. really move the needle, does it? Eh. Yeah. No, come on. Storyline-wise, Lou versus LeBron now? Come mm. on. Nah. I mean, we, we were talking about Spolstra really facing LeBron in the finals. Like, that wasn't even... On no, the and even uh, with Doc, like I don't yeah. see Doc is. I, I know what you're saying because of Lou and and the Cavs and. Well, that, you know, I'm saying because Spolstra and LeBron. I yeah. So I, I just don't. It's not that. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's anybody against. Let's LeBron be honest. Anymore. It was really, it was really Bron's team when when Lou was there. Anyways. That's like, what Lou, I mean. LeBron I mean, was calling but, the but shots. But that's why I'm saying if I'm the Clippers, I'd rather have Doc Rivers. I'd rather I'd rather have James coaching. <laughs> Yes. Probably not. But, well, yeah. then the uh, Daryl Morey's stepping down. So. Yeah, yeah, Kawhi Leonard obviously can't coach like LeBron James can. Yeah, Is that yeah. the moral of this story? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I well, mean, I think, because I think Frank Kawhi Leonard's Vogel a bit, took the mic after yeah. the NBA championship, and I was like, who is that? Yeah, I think Kawhi Leonard's a little too quiet, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's joining the coaching thing. Now, Morey was the whole, ch- he got the whole China thing going, right? Yeah. And so now he steps down. Yep. And... The NBA says, why couldn't you do that like a year ago? Right. Yeah. You would have saved us a lot of headaches. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, a lot that's of bad not optics. The, that's not how I was planning on starting the show. Instead, I'm reading the Ravens defensive coordinator miffed by Cincinnati field goal to avoid shutout. I clicked on it. That was good clickbait. Okay. Okay. Our, and, and he is. Wink Martindale was mad that they kicked a field goal late in the game to avoid the shutout. So with like 37 seconds to go or something, I think they kicked a 38-yard field goal. Yeah. Bengals were getting trounced yeah. last week. And he it, it's actually kind of a funny uh, quote. He says, um, as for his reaction when the Bengals kicked the field goal, Martindale said Thursday, quote, he knew what it was because it was awful quiet when I yelled it across the field. Oh, wow. <laughs> and of course, you can do that. Right? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you can, it's like being at a little kid's game now or, or uh, your kid's game. I'm sorry, isn't the point of the game to score points? I know, but obviously this was because to avoid the shutout, right? Sure. This was like you weren't you – know, a lot of teams won't do that. In fact, how about this? This was another interesting thing. I'm, listen, no, no, I'm no, can, we, can we not casually glance by that statement well, no, real we're quick? We're going to come back okay. in a second, All but right. I want to say it marked the only the fifth time since the 1970 merger that a team kicked a field goal in the final minute to avoid a shutout. Huh? That was it. Like I actually thought that was kind of a thing. You know, sometimes, like, we'll criticize coaches for, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you kicking a field goal down? You're yeah. down three touchdowns. Now, it might not be at the end of the game, but it might be early in the fourth quarter, late third quarter. It's like, wh- how is this going to help? Yeah. Well, he did it. 
Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach. I mean, is there an unwritten rule in football that you shouldn't no. do that? What, what are we talking about? No. Like, listen, if you have a problem with him kicking a field goal, don't let him get in field goal range. If your defense is really that good, then don't let him get in field goal range. What are we talking about right now? Well, I mean, it's a headline on ESPN. I well, no, caught I'm, my attention. I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the, I'm talking from the coach. But no, I'm talking from the coach's perspective. Like, you got a problem because you guys allowed three points. Like, get over yourselves. Well, Wink's an old guy. Obviously, so maybe it bothered him. Obviously, he's an old guy. Harbaugh didn't bother as much. All he kind of he well, I shouldn't say he didn't bother him. He was more like PC about it, and he said, "Well, we shouldn't allow him to get two fourth and Thank once. you, and that's why you're the head coach." Yeah, wink soft is what you're saying. Not, yeah, sure, you can go ahead and call him soft. Can I mean, I don't care, man. You're three and see what he thinks about it. Listen, all, all I'm saying is unless you have it like in your contract or like some kind of bonus incentive where if you hold one team to zero points, you get extra money, what are we talking about? You guys won 27-3. to three. How about you just worry about playing the Eagles this week as opposed to, well, they should have kicked the field goal. That's not what you're supposed to. To heck with that, man. What are we talking about here? By the way, I think we should bump Calais can always have line one. Like, we don't even Calais have three says lines. line one. No, he has, he, he has the VIP Batman line. Lines? Like, why did I say line six. three? We have six we lines. We have six lines. We have six lines? Yep. Yep. We're going to give something away today, Kuz. I don't know if you know about this, but we're going to give do. away that a Donato's say, gift card. Like, okay. I know, like, Kuz is the producer. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, producer. Uh, uh, but Kuz is eating a bag of chips yeah, for right sure. now, right? Are we really giving like, a, a gift card gonna, away? Yeah, we're giving away oh, uh, two of them, I think. Right? Okay. Two of them, yeah. Man, how about we do that? I say something super controversial that's going to offend a lot of people, and we get all those lines of fire at the same that's time. That's it. Let's like, do it. Gauchos or something. That's not offensive at all, man. We've been over that. Brent, come on now. <laughs> Uh, that won't happen. No. Um, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. You but said. anyway, later in the show, we'll give away two uh, gift cards to cool. Donato's Pizza. Do they have to do anything, or is it just... Uh, not today, because to be honest cool. with you... We're just giving away gift cards? Well, I mean, they you got you to make them work for it. But do you, if you want to come up with something between now and the next like couple hours, that's fine. Okay. But like I said... Who's is the producer? Okay. Well, like, I didn't even know we were giving them away until like 10 minutes ago. Well, and that was my point. I didn't know either. I didn't see that in the email or else I would have thought of a cool, creative way to give them away. But no, let's just go Let's just go ahead and mail it in. Let's get lazy. Hey, you guys want some free pizza? Go ahead and call on the show. That's all we got for you. Yeah. I mean, we can, we'll get more creative as we go. This is just a jumping off point. <laughs> okay. Like, this is just, us giving up a field goal right now. This is kind of giving up a field goal and just seeing if the phone will ring. <laughs> I got you. Like, this is a feeling people out see. Is anybody listening you to the like show? You guys like pizza, huh? Right? This is what Get we ready to do. call in. This is what we do in college. Like, when I was at Ashland, you'd be, like, so fired up when somebody would call. Sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's somebody listening. Someone's listening out there right? to me. <laughs> Nowadays, you don't have to worry about Like, we can kind of tell. Like, yeah. we can see on the Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Yeah. yeah some are listening more than others or yeah. whatever. But it, And people are Most interacting Most aren't agreeing with, with you. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of tell a little bit. So it, it's, it's more comforting mm -hmm. that maybe nobody is listening. Yeah. yeah. Maybe few people are. Who knows? But giving away something is a great indicator of, okay. hey, at least somebody's listening. I got you. So th this is more for just you feeling good in your ego more than it is about, you know, just the brand of the show here. Well, uh, well, no, this is more about me finding out about 10 minutes ago. Like I said, if you oh, want to yeah, yeah. start working on this, we've got, we can give it away around like 4.30 or 5 o'clock. So we'll see. it depends how 
We'll see. Fast you can come up. How good oh. are you? Oh, yeah, Brent. This is, hey, this is, hey, how oh, good oh, are you? Hey, no, don't you know, put me on the spot. You're talking about me, me feeling oh, good. No. How good are you? Like two Brent hours? Marno. That's not enough time? Don't call me in the game in the bottom of the ninth with, you know, guys on all the bases and two outs. You want me to come in and close because I'll close, baby. I'll throw high heat all day and strike somebody out. Don't put me out there as a challenge. Don't do that. The Braves uh, didn't need a closer last night. Did you see that? Didn't need a closer, no. You kind of called that one, huh? I, I kind of did. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you can, listen, been around sports and baseball especially long enough. You can kind of tell that ninth inning the other night, look out, mm-hmm. look out. You know what else is interesting about that? And and I said this uh, I said this to John Bachman today. Uh, Bachman, by the way, angry golfer today. Oh, you golfed with him? Yeah, nice. angry golfer. It was Because of the game. Or uh, what, no, what do you mean? No, just angry golfer today. Oh, just because he was shooting bad? Yeah. Okay. You know, like NFL, I said this. Bachman <laughs> angry? I don't, uh, I don't buy uh, that. Oh, yeah. I don't it buy was that. Awesome. Uh, it was great. It was fun theater. Oh, uh, wow. Listen, I've been angry golfer before, today, before too, but yeah. like, not me today because John used it all up. Sure. But anyway, uh, you know how they do like the angry runs on NFL uh, Good Morning Football, I think it is. Have you ever seen that? I, I don't watch that show. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should watch that show. The show's I, I a good know, show. I know. I know. It is a good I show. Know, I know. I know. I know. Uh, listen, yeah. I mean, I don't work for NFL Network. Or I'm just telling you, I think it's a pretty good show. I got show. you. I got you. So anyway, they hey, do like angry the mail. runs. Have fun. They, they do angry runs. And uh, like Derrick Henry's run, right? I'm okay. assuming that was like an angry run okay. that they did. Yeah. So just super aggressive runs where you, someone gets yeah, hit. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. So it doesn't have to be like this. 80-yard run. I mean, it's just Riveting a, television. It's a nasty you, run. You really sell me on the show right now. Uh, yeah. well, Angry runs, everybody. Either way, John made – he chipped in for par. Yeah. And previously, like two holes earlier, had birdied. Okay. And, like, he – I so I said, that was the angriest birdie and par <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, if you're shooting birdies, you're not doing that bad. Well, no, I mean, yeah. but it was the previous stuff. I got anyway, you. Uh, any, uh, any, like uh, – any, like – Curse words being thrown out in the golf course? Is he oh one of those my guys? Gosh. Really? Well, listen, I we mean, don't a spot I don't survive 18 holes yeah. without throwing out. I mean, yeah. So John, Jeez. John probably had a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. You guys were like that, honestly. Oh, heck yeah, man. You okay. Gotta, I always say this about the golf course. The golf course to me is that place where you can. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I, I don't really have a lot of that in mm-hmm. me. Um, I mean, I can be, but sure. I mean, I don't have a lot of it. Sometimes I get ticked off at our business, right? Yeah. Sometimes I get mad at the Yankees. Like, yeah. I have a lot of hate in my heart for the Yankees. <laughs> uh, I find that out every postseason. Sure. Um, but <laughs> it makes you feel alive. The golf course is one of those places that sometimes, like, if you want to rage some anger and, and shout some things and, and yeah. get mad, like, that's like a good po- outlet for it. Like, that's See, then, where I do, like, if I have any of that, yeah. that's where it happens. Like, these, la- like, I made an 11 the other day, right? Okay. And, and, I wasn't mad at all. Like, I, I was not angry. Like, today, did not play well, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, especially on the front line, but wasn't mad. But there are times where it's like... I get it, then. No, see, like, I, I couldn't under- swear enough. Like, you uh, you wouldn't know that this many curse words yeah. existed. See, I understand, because, like, usually, like, you're a, you're a pretty calm, cool, collected individual, yeah, right? Yeah, most of the time. And, and, like, let's be honest, man, like, you're, you're, you work nonstop. Like, you try to help with this show. You help with the, with the TV side of things, too. So you're always working. So, like, I guess, like, you always wonder, like, why do I do MMA? Like, well, that's the outlet, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That, that helps me get the rage out. It helps me, you know, have a little fear every once in a while, a little anxiety. Like, that's good for you. Your body's supposed to feel those types of things. And what I'm garnering from you, which I had no idea, I thought golf 
golf was more of just kind of like a hobby where you know it's relaxing. You get out in the in oh, the no. wilderness. No, like it sounds like you're you know you got some temper issues sometimes, which is good, oh, yeah. man, because it makes you feel alive. Anger issues that's, sometimes. That's part of being human. So that, that's your outlet. It that's, is. That's your MMA. I've actually thought of that like recently. It's like this is where I get mad. That's like, your if I'm MMA, get, man. Like, I don't yeah. get mad at sports that much. I don't yeah. get mad at the TV. I don't get mad at the kids. I don't mad at, like whatever. Yeah, you know? sure. We get a, everybody gets annoyed with stuff. Of course. Like I said, I get mad at the business sometimes. Like, sure. You, if the people that work with me, they'll know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my outlet place. That's the you outlet. Know? Everyone's like, got to have an outlet. Like you like to get hit by other people sure. or kicked by other people in a cage. Sure. I wish somebody would hit me over the head <laughs> with a golf club sometimes. Or you want to hit somebody with a golf club sometimes. <laughs> and I've hit yeah. John before with a golf club. <laughs> that's when what I, I heard. Threw it. Yeah, that was a story I heard one time. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we all have those uh, lawsuits moments. still pending. I guess it is. Yeah, uh, he almost probably wanted to hit me today. Sure, uh, <laughs> for sure. You guys have to get this on camera, man, because I'm not. Like, oh, I can't yeah, believe it'd be bad. this. It'd probably be very bad for well, the reputation. Don't, don't like, put it on Twitter. I'm just saying for my viewing yeah, pleasure. Like, well, yeah, like I wonder that sometimes. I'm like, man, like I hope that person is not out in their pool right now. <laughs> Is that Brett Boyle and John Bachman? Yeah. yeah. They don't recognize yeah. that person. Yeah. Um, it was one of those kind of days. I forget where we're even going with this whole topic. It's all good. Kuz, did you try to get my attention? I don't think Kuz is in here. He's gone. No, another reason for you to get mad right now. <laughs> so I guess we won't go to break. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like, not. It's normal time to go to break, but yeah. we won't. He had to step out. Sure. I think he said he had to do like a weather report. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Because it's raining. Yeah. In case you didn't know. The weather is supposed to turn, by the way, this weekend. A little more chilly, right? Well, see, that yeah. that's the word on the street. And maybe we, we got to talk to, uh, you know, our, our dude here, um, Money Mike Burrish, because, like, I'm checking the weather, and, like, I'm still seeing 87 Friday and then 73. 73 doesn't do it for changing. Oh, 73. I it, mean, listen, if we're hitting in the 70s, that's a nice turn. Yeah, but where's the humidity at going to be, you know? Yeah, but, I don't, like, today was pretty humid. Yeah. And today was still 85. See, I thought when I checked the forecast, like, last weekend, I thought we were already supposed to turn a little bit today and tomorrow. Thank you. But today and tomorrow still kind of in the 80s. I, I need uh, hoodie weather, Brent. Yeah, I like hoodie you know, weather, you know? Not even close to hoodie weather yet. Just in the studio. <laughs> I know. In your side, it's still warm over here. Yeah, but yeah. Saturday, Sunday is supposed to be nice. Okay. Good football weather cool. here in Jacksonville. I like go that. Go watch the Jags play if you're one of the seventeen thousand. Yeah, that you can uh, still go. Talking and smack to some Lions fans, maybe they can make the trip. Probably not. No, not even close. No, that's this is a game that I can't imagine. Like I almost want to know if you're a Lions fan. Like the Lions <laughs> fans, like Jacksonville houses. Every sports fan. Oh, you okay? town, man. Like Jack- Steelers, Cowboys. Oh, but like in droves, some of them, right? Yeah. Patriots, Seahawks, man. Red I saw Sox, Seahawks. Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got it. You you name your team. Like I know. Like Seattle. When I was surprised when Seattle came here. <laughs> Jack's Beach was taken over. There was a bunch of Seattle fans. It now, was some insane. of those came up from like Orlando too, because I guess there's a Seattle Seahawks club like in mm. Orlando. Mm. Uh, but we know what the Steelers do, right? Correct. If Chicago had come this year, which Philly? they were supposed to. Bam. Yeah. Phil, you name, like, Is there really? any better than playing a game at home and all of a sudden you're getting blown up by like 21 points? You got Philly fans just getting no. in your face and taking the stadium over? Because I remember those days, yeah. But we really, like, if you're a true Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. Like, I don't want a Jack's Maybe Beach. we should give them the gift card to Donato's. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want <laughs> Do Donato. Really? Yeah, yeah. But wow. I think he's, he's in Australia right now. He, he, oh. he Yeah, but, but he lives at Jack's Beach. Okay. But he's working in Australia. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, oh, listen, you can be a Barry Sanders. Like, I like Detroit a little bit. I yeah. don't hate Detroit. Detroit's Barry Sanders is Detroit it's to blue me. blue-collar, man. Detroit is Thanksgiving football. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. But Detroit is also Oof. bad football. Oof. And it's just Eesh. like, I mean, 
So I, I say the other day, like the Bills, right? The yeah. Rams, the Titans, the Raiders look like they're reversing course. Yeah. Oh, uh, we still got the, oh the Browns. Yeah. We yeah. still got the old Lions to hang Lions, on to. The Lions gonna always be the Lions, yeah, man. We, we got the Mr. Lions. Dependability. The yeah. Lions are with us. Yeah. So you don't think there's gonna be too many Akuda's Barracudas coming down yeah, to support? I, I guess he's playing better, huh? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's looking better. I don't even know if the, like we can't even talk about that this week. Is CJ Henderson like hasn't oh. played in a couple weeks now? So like, yeah, CJ Henderson got off to such a good start, but now we can't even really say, hey, who got the better of it? Yeah, like we don't know. We we don't True. have enough of a sample size. Yeah. I mean, not that five games would have been enough anyway, but at least it would have been. Akuda was out for the first couple games as well. So we don't we don't even know who got the better of that deal. That we do not yet. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't Diggs. <clears throat> <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't Christian Fulton. Who I didn't know. play again the other well, day. Well, well, hey, that's not his fault. Okay, that's uh, that's on coaching. It's not his fault. He had COVID, right? Uh, I maybe think. they should trade him to he the Jets. <laughs> I gladly take Christian Fulton uh, right now. Playing at a very very high level. We'll talk some more Jags. Uh, and um, you know, one thing I didn't get to yesterday on the show, Doug Marone's been really streaky as the head coach of the Jaguars. Does that say anything? Uh, let's talk a little bit about that and, uh, of course, more uh, about the NFL. Tuesday night, Thursday night football. The, would you rather have Tuesday oh. or do you want a game tonight? Give me, give me one tonight, uh, man. What have you done for me lately? I'm a creature of habit. Come on. We talk some football on ESPN 690 on the way all day until 6 o'clock. Brent Martino. How many push-ups did you do in three minutes? Did you try the challenge? Austin Lane. I don't, I don't need lactic acid build up when I'm in fight camp. Brent, you kidding me? Take my word for it. More than you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I don't. I don't look at it from that standpoint. As far as you know, a concern. I look at it as more as hey, what we're trying to accomplish. You know, and. And being more balanced. And like I said before, I think it's something that we're going to, you know, continue to work on and, and continue to try to do a better job of, of trying the, to see what the right, you know, balance is. Kind of what I what I said on Monday, whether, you know, if you come out throwing and then, you know, loosen them up and then come back to the run game or you come back to the run game, get them up there and start throwing. You know, I think there's a, a lot that goes into it. So um, to answer your question, I, you know, I, um, you know, when you say concern, I. You know, something that we can control to some regard, you know, outside of the score. That is Doug Marone, Jaguars coach. You know, Doug Marone has been very streaky as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I looked this up the other day. I kind of it's I don't know if it says anything. I really don't like, you know, I, I try to when the Jags stink. Yeah. The Brent Sports Bureau goes to work. <laughs> When the Jags are good, I guess, Brent Sports Bureau goes to work. Yeah, you're always going to work. But I try to really – I'm like – I just get tired of the same old narratives, and it's been the same all the time. And so I try – I'm like, what? how could they fix this thing? Yeah. Not that they're hiring me to find, try to fix it. Yeah. They've got their analytics people. They've got all this stuff. But I'm just like, where does this stuff go so wrong? Mm-hmm. And so I just try to search for anything. And, and it hit me the other day. It's like, man, they're in a four-game losing streak again. And I remember, you know, the big one, you know, based – maybe it was Shad Khan's comments the other day of when he said, hey, they were 3-1 and one and then bam. I think they lost like 7, 8, 9, whatever it was, yeah. and which I have written down. I'll tell you in a moment. But um, 
and now you're in a four game. Like, have they ever really went on a streak where they win a bunch of games? Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of sparked my interest in that looking back. And and what I really found is, all right, the Jags have not been very good <laughs> yeah. over the last however many years. And let's just take it back to 2012. Well, there's been a bunch of streaks. And does that say anything about a team like wins or losses? Because here's what I get all the time in the NFL. There's no carryover. Mm -hmm. It's week to week. Well, if it's week to week, then why are you losing so many in a row? Yeah. And are the Jags an outlier in that? You know, I guess bad teams are bad teams. Yeah. But the one that's really indescribable is the three and one coming off. The AFC Championship game, you go to 3-1 and one in September with the beat win the over the Patriots, and you beat the Jets, Jets, and you look good, and then, bam, you lose all those games in a row. It's like, holy cow, I understand that you had uh, injuries. Sure. But you also had a team that had just gone to the AFC Championship game. I yeah. mean, you had something about that team that should be able to rescue you one or two games in that stretch where you don't lose seven in a row again. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, like, Gus Bradley, I think in 16, lost nine in a row. And I was like, I think part of losing all those games was you just didn't have the veteran experience of those, some of those veterans, enough of those guys that will pull you out of that. And I remember even saying, it's like, well, you, you just don't lose nine in a row in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't. And Not the way the league's set up. You know, and, and well, you know what? The what Jaguars do. Yeah. What, what is it? Does it say anything about the head coach? Does it say anything about the makeup of the team? What does a streaky team when you just can't get off the schneid? Yeah. Uh, does it say anything about you? I mean, it, it obviously says something, right? Because it's starting to become a pattern. It, it's one thing if you have two off games here. Maybe even let's give them three in a row where you had just have three games for whatever reason. You just don't play well. You surrender a lot of yards. Your offense is stagnant and you just don't look good. You're in a funk, let's just say. But if you go back to the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars this past decade, I mean, that's been the story of the Jaguars. That's been the identity, really. Just been been in the funk. Um, not stopping anybody on defense. And obviously, you had that one year in 2017, but everything else has been pretty much the same. So that's the pattern. That's kind of who you are. Now, what do I attest to that? What can you say about that? Like, listen, I think the easy answer would say, well, they just don't know how to, you know, to deal with adversity and they don't know how to, um, not accept losing but at the same time like keep in mind where a lot of these guys are coming from they're coming from big time universities who have a lot of wins right sec schools you name whatever like they're 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 used to winning and nobody in the league likes losing like nobody embraces like ah well you know we lost five in a row let's get a little easier now it it never gets easy the rails can fall off right we've seen it the giants maybe the jets the market get you can in fighting all this stuff Maybe here in Jacksonville, maybe that did happen a yeah. little bit. You know, in 18 with the characters and personalities yeah. they had. Mm-hmm. I think you could say, hey, it got off the rails because there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that maybe we didn't even know. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, listen, you may not have the leadership to show you how to deal with adversity and how to win these you know, these ball games and how to get out of your funk. But at the same time, I'm not going to say, well, you have the youngest team in the NFL. They're just accustomed to losing. They don't know any way. Like, no, man. Like, no team's accustomed to losing. No team embraces losing. Now, sometimes teams get set up to fail. But I'm talking about those players in that locker room. There's not one guy in that locker room that likes losing. If that was the fact, he would be weeded out and he'd be gone yesterday. All right, so are you ready for this? This is how bad it's been in Jacksonville, really. This is this is where I'd like to show – I'd like to go do a presentation to those young men in that locker room and say, hey, listen, this isn't your fault, but this is what you're dealing with, okay? <laughs> this is <laughs> – 
You all right? I always spit up my water. Because I'm reminded of Goodwill Hunting when Robin Williams is going to uh, Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's like trying to hold it in like he's a tough guy, and all of a sudden he goes, hey, it's not your fault, man. It's not your it's fault. It's not your fault. He repeating it. That's what I feel. You're, you're, you're the Jaguars Robin Williams right now. I feel like a pregame story coming you're out the, on TV with a You're the Jaguars Robin Hunting. Williams right and now. And by the way, this now that you brought this up, because yeah. Goodwill Hunting referenced twice in two weeks, yeah. not on the air, one did off. Watch, did you watch that yet? I mean, Coos has did not watch, seen hey, Goodwill Hunting. Hey, did you watch that yet? Yeah, you had homework to do. Did you I watch it? it Coos, mm. I'm telling you, like, listen, you're going to get married in April. I'm doing you wrong here. Like, no, we're not saying you're for failure. Nicole will love it. Yeah. You will love I it. I don't like hunting movies. Okay, see, I mean, come on. <laughs> see, I'm, a, I'm, I'm out. Listen. I'm done. I I'm, the, I'm done. <laughs> I am the last guy on earth that yeah. should say, you haven't seen that? Like, I haven't seen anything. All right? I'm, but, I'm irate right like, now. That is like top... Five movie of all time for me. Don't ever, ever, <laughs> ever again. If we bring up Goodwill Hunting or the Deer Hunter movie, old school movie, God, powerful film so though. You haven't seen it. Powerful film though. What the Deer Hunter? Yeah, I've seen it. No, I said I haven't. Oh, you haven't seen. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, there, I mean, there is deer hunting in it, but it's, there's a lot more to it. Christopher Walken, Mwah, chef's kiss. Anyways though, Coos, don't ever say Goodwill Hunting's a hunting movie. Okay, I can't do that with you. Not today. Not any day. Goose, just go see. Just go, we're doing I mean, you a Goose, favor. Goose, it's you a great date Goose, movie. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. Like, it's, hey, there's Goose, no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Because no. you are not busy enough. You are not. You're Tell not him, busy enough. Like Intervention listen, time. I'm not saying you don't work hard. Intervention I'm not time. You, but you are not busy enough in Lay your life, him. the life that you lead, Lay it on to not be able to watch Goodwill Hunting. Like, you could you could wind that sucker up tonight. Yep. You could do it Saturday. You could do it Sunday. But I'm just telling you, like, you have enough time on your hands it's intervention, Coos. that you can watch Goodwill Hunting in two hours. We like, care a lot about you, Coos. You we care a lot about you, man. And by the way, not only that, like, Nicole will thank you for putting it on. It's, it's going to be a great night. Like, we're literally yeah. setting you up for a great night. What more Honestly, do you want from us, man? Honestly, anything would be better than make, her making me watch Hannah Montana for the fourth <laughs> oh, night in a row. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm out. Back to the <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, if it was me. I'm out. I'm starting to like. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm starting to like talking about the Jags losing more. <laughs> the Coos's life, his rituals. But okay. Anyway, the if I were to go down there and say this is not your fault, but I'd have to illustrate to them it's yeah. not your fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. Uh, I'd illustrate this <laughs> since 2011, and you have some responsibility in this. Don't, don't blame me. But okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven losing streaks of not just three games, but at least four games. Eleven losing streaks of at least four games. In eight years. In those seasons that or, I mentioned, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever that is. So eleven, which means on two occasions, because it's really nine years. Yeah. Two occasions, there were two of them in the same season. You're guilty of one with Mike Malarkey in 2012. And then in That's 2014, I mean. yep. there was a six-game losing streak and a four-game losing streak. There's been a seven-game, an eight-game, a nine-game, a seven-game. I mean, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean that, listen, I, mean, I, don't, I haven't done the research, the homework. Not too many teams can say that. I mean, maybe the Browns. Uh, but, but now the Browns are out of that. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Like, like, I don't get. That's what, what it, does The Lions say? didn't have that. The Lions had once the playoffs a couple years, I feel like. Yeah, they might well, they have. went to one year, at they least. Yeah, they, sorry. They, but I don't even know when you're bad. Like, ew, a lot of teams have been bad, yeah. right? There's a lot of teams that are in the Jags' company when yeah. it comes to being bad over the last decade or, or even longer. But I just don't know if they're this streaky. Like, I don't know if that's a common thing. I didn't go and do that research. Yeah. Uh, but 
more specific to Marone, I find interesting because in 2017, they won four straight at one time. Mm-hmm. But they actually rolled off like seven out of eight. Like it was a great stretch of football that they played to win them the AFC South. And and so they were streaky. Like that was a good way streaky in, in year number one. They got it rolling. And I do feel like you see more of that. Like I feel like when teams get rolling, you can see them win. Absolutely. Like And, and go on a nice win streak. Yep. Uh, 2018. That streak was seven games. They lost seven in a row after a three and one start. Why is that on Marone? Could he not get them out of the hole? In 2019, the most critical time of the year, we all said it. Yeah. Four and four going to London against Houston. They lost five straight games. They didn't just lose the Houston game. They didn't just lose the Houston and Tennessee game. No, they lost the Houston, Tennessee, Indy game, and then Chargers and whoever else was after that. Mm-hmm. They lost five straight games in the most critical time of the year. And then this year, right now, they get a win. They look okay in week two but lose, and now they've lost four in a row. And what's added on to this one is, again, my six steps of success. Yeah. Grab your lunch pail, show your resilience. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Where's the resiliency of this football team that you promised us right now? So to go back to the original thought, I don't really know what it means. I I, I don't know if I'm piling on Marone necessarily. I, I don't know if it says something about him. I don't know if it says something about the makeup of the room. Those are different teams and rosters. There are different circumstances, injuries and, and other things. Yeah. But the bottom line is, it's a streaky football team under Doug Marone. It's been a streaky football team really for a while, I guess. Um, but why can't you pull yourself well, out of that? Uh, and let's talk about it like this, right? Like I know injuries can be an excuse, but every team's got the injuries, Brent. Right? Like you, you can't just chalk yes. up to injuries, especially that like that outstanding number. There's no way that's just injuries, no. right? And 18, there were a lot of injuries. Sure, it changed the dynamic of the team. Sure, but you still had talent to be able to win. Exactly, and. The NFL, like, you know, with the implementation of the salary cap and, you know, the way the draft works, like, the NFL is designed to have close games, and it's to have, you know, parity a little bit. Now, yeah, you're going to have your outliers in terms of success, and every once in a while you have your outliers in terms of losing, and maybe losing, you know, 16 games in one season or only winning one or two games in a season. Like, you'll have those outliers. But eventually, like, it's supposed to work itself out. It's supposed to correct itself. That's what the NFL is. You have teams on top for a little bit, then teams go down a little bit. Yeah. They come back. And the Jaguars here, the past 10 years, set aside from one outlying season, have been in the bottom. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to work out. Like, that's not how the NFL is set up. So when we talk about it like that, yeah, I mean, fingers have to be pointed. How could they not be pointed? And I think personnel is one thing for sure. But... Even with personnel, I watch games, Brent, and they're close games, right? Like, even when you watch a team that's supposed to be, for instance, Chargers Saints, right? I thought the Saints were going to kill the Chargers. In New Orleans, yeah. what are we talking Rookie about? Quarterback. Yeah, and I get Michael Thomas was out, and I get it's a COVID-19 year, all this stuff. But I expected the Saints to dominate that game. You know, it was a pretty close game up until then when it's overtime. Wow, like, really, that's the how Chargers the, yeah, won. Exactly. But the NFL is set up like that, where even when you don't really have the personnel, like you, you're still in games, it seems like. For as far as I can remember with these Jaguars games, there's been a lot of games, a lot more than not, where they've just been blowouts, where it's like they didn't even have a chance. And I don't think any other team in the NFL can really say that right now in the past decade. Yeah, and I'm even trying to separate. Like, I'm not trying to lump in the nine years. I'm just trying to se- get to the last four under Doug Marone. That's something that's a consistent that I at least can find for the here and now. Like, how do you pull yourself out of it? Like, you've, you've got to be able to do something. Uh, like I said, I mean, listen, I am not uh, – I like Todd Wash, but I mean, do you make a move just to spark something, mm-hmm. just to play well for a week if you're Doug Marone, right? I mean, d- does this trade 
For Correa, going to change it? It doesn't feel like something that's impactful like that. Is there a move you can make? I don't know because I think a lot of different guys are playing halfway decent football. Some of it's circumstantial. Uh, Some of it's kicker situation, right? The defense isn't very good. Uh, but then we see a Smoot or a uh, or guy, Cindy Jones, step up and play pretty good football. I don't know the answer to get you out of it. I just know in the last four years with Doug Morrow as a coach, they had a nice little win streak and got cooking a little bit. But then since then, in each year, they've had a four, five, and seven game losing streak, yeah. which derailed the season. And it's just like, give me a little more. 50-50, which is the way the league is set up. Well, and, and you bring up a great point, you know, especially on this defense right now, which is probably the biggest headache of this team. Um, you bring up the question, do you change something? Like, do you try to just whatever, if it's a, a little detail here or there, but do you change something and kind of initiate a spark in this defense? And I think you do. I, I honestly, I think whatever it is, just even a small change, just a little change to say, hey, guys, you know what? What we're doing before wasn't really working that much. Let's go ahead and change something. Because, listen, I've been on those plane rides back from away games where we get blown out by 30. And what do we do? We talk about, man, that's – and listen. And, yeah, there is some self-responsibility that players have to take. But also those conversations go, man, what's up with this scheme right now? Like, yeah. we're not getting – What was that know? game plan? Exactly. So I remember that from, like, maybe two or three games in a row where we kind of were on a losing skid. I can't imagine going from this year to last year what those conversations are like, right? Because you've had far too many games where you've been blown out. You've had far too many games where the defense has just, you know, surrendered, you know, 30 points and and 20 yards rushing last season and 300 yards passing this season. Like, there's been way too many games. So the question's got to be, what are those conversations on those plane rides home? Or what are those conversations after practice like right now where it's like, man, you know, like we're just we're not doing well. That's why I think Todd Wash, and I get it. There's got to be an ego. You, you got your brand of football that you want to play. But to me, you got to have some sort of wrinkle, some sort of change where it's like, all right, guys, it wasn't working before. Here's what we're going to do to try to inspire change. And it doesn't have to be big. Just something where guys can go, okay, this is something new. Let's go out there and do it. What's interesting, Dynamic, is you can't really do too much inside your own building given the COVID-19. I mean, True. maybe a switch from Microsoft Teams to Zoom. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, if, if you're looking for, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, coaches try everything, right? And they have a lot. We've said it, man. There's a lot of holes to fix. They're, they're, you're trying to plug so many different things. you got to be careful of chasing that. Yeah. You know, you're chasing uphill the whole time. I don't know how to fix it. Uh, but I'm wondering if Doug does, too. Uh, does he know how? Because there's been some losing streaks. Dan Orlovsky said this, and and I retweeted it last night. He said, every owner that will need to hire a new head coach over the next few months should have watched last night and thought, this is referring to the Titans game. Mike Vrabel built a culture because he's tough, passionate, and he's done it. He loves those players. He holds them accountable. They play for him. It's not hard. Find that. It's hard. I retweeted Dan. I said, Dan. It's freaking hard. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. It's yeah, it's freaking hard. hard. It's not easy. I'll show you the losing streaks over it's the last <laughs> decade with multiple coaches. Yeah. It's hard, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is, isn't it? I mean, build a culture because he's tough. All right. Well, is everybody going to have a tough – should Sean McVay have a tough culture? Does yeah. Pete Carroll have a tough culture? Yeah. No. Nah. Passionate? Sure. Everybody's passionate. You don't think Doug Marone's passionate? Yeah. You don't think Gus Bradley was passionate? Mm-hmm. He oozed passion. Sure. Right? He's done it. Do you have to play to be successful? Yeah. These days? Yeah. I mean, to relate? I, I mean, I don't think necessarily By the think way, so, Doug no. Played. 
Yeah. Did Bill Belichick play? No. Yeah, okay. But Doug did. So if that fit, I mean. So, well, so, so did Mike Malarkey, so did Jack Del Rio. He loves the players. Doug loves the players. Holds them accountable. I would assume he does. I mean, yeah. I don't know if guys, I don't think guys are getting away with stuff. Yeah, yeah. They play for him. See, I don't know if this is this is Zarlowski talking. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, and I said it yesterday. Okay, Dan, like I get what you're saying here, but at the end of the day, his identity is all over that team. Like he he established what he wants to do in Tennessee. They went after guys in the draft and free agency that fit that kind of mold, and here we are right now. Yeah. It's it's not rocket science. I still think I said it yesterday along this same conversation. I think the criticism you can make of Doug Marone right now is I still don't know their identity. And sure. we asked it all last year. Yeah. And does that trickle down? Does he need to identify something, stick to it, and don't change it? Mm-hmm. What is it? What's the identity of this football team the last couple of years? I really don't know. Yeah. I do know this. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Funny, I was thinking earlier this week when I, rem- I have a vivid memory when I was in like fifth or sixth grade playing running back in high, uh, in elementary school, and he was at Oklahoma uh, tearing it up, just telling my grandma I was going to be like Adrian Peterson one day. So uh, it's surreal to be playing against him now. He's, I mean, he's been playing in the league for a long time. Uh, it doesn't look like he slowed down a step. So that's uh, longevity at the running back position that you don't see very often anymore. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I thought of this today because I saw Todd Wash's comments about uh, Adrian Peterson. He's like, man, he still looks like he's 22. And then you hear Joe Schobert right there. It, You know, when you have a freak athlete that can do stuff that not even at this level people can do, there's so much respect in the game for that from Calvin Johnson to now a guy like Adrian Peterson, you name it, you know, uh, there is a lot of admiration and respect. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this. Many times over the years, too. When that guy is essentially now just about washed up, mm. there's still like this this tie for these guys that they can't kind of like break from the old guy. You know, it's like they have these visions of the like Adrian Peterson doesn't worry me a bit on Sunday. OK, he doesn't work. Now, listen, now that I said that, he will go for 160. Oh, he's dropping a buck. 80. You're welcome. He's AP. dropping a buck. 80. Seriously, like. Adrian Peterson in this game. Yeah. DeAndre Swift scares me a heck of a lot more than Adrian Peterson. Especially in the receiving game. So, but it's just an interesting deal. Like, they have so much respect. Like, you can almost see it in the sound bites. Like, yeah, we know he's really not that great anymore, but we have so much respect for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the old, to be honest, uh, you know, right before. You can just tell it's coming sometimes. Like, I think that way about Larry Fitzgerald. If we were playing Larry Fitzgerald right here in Jacksonville, we... Like a we. I hate when people say we, and I just said it. Yeah. Uh, if the Jags were playing uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I really hate when people say that, and okay. I just said it. Uh, Larry, Noted for, for myself, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, you can. You played for him. Not I anymore. Do, I don't play for him and never not, have. Not now. I'm sitting here talking to you. Yeah. We're in the same boat right now. Um, so if you were playing Larry Fitzgerald, you'd say the same thing. That's my point. Like, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greats of all time. Sure. But, like, he catches, like, one pass now. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. game. Like, yeah. one pass. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't scare me. Yeah. You know? No, for Calvary sure. Hopkins Dude, scares that's, me. That's how I felt about Randy Moss when we played him, I think, back in 2012. 
He was on the Tennessee Titans. I had no idea. I told the story before, but literally, I think it was like the last game of the oh, season. Yeah. We, we we traveled to Nashville, played Titans. We get beat. All my friends are after the game. Like, dude, you played against Randy Moss. How cool is that? I'm like, excuse me. What? Who's, he's on the roster. Yeah, he's on the roster, and yeah, so be it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Like, to, and listen, obviously, Randy Moss, one of the best to ever do it at the wide receiver position, but at that time, didn't strike fear in the heart of anybody. Who Who else is on that? By the way, like, who are the great players you played against? You played with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, who would be on that list? Whether Whether they were past their prime or not. Yeah. I mean, you probably played the Cardinals along the way, so Fitzgerald would probably be. Fitzgerald. Um, that's a good question, man. I might need a little time to think about that one. Um, I mean, Brady. Yeah, but, he, but even though, like, we, we, I mean, Brady was still Brady, though. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, no, talking about. I mean, even, like, when you have your short list of players that you played against, like yeah. when you're sh- sitting on the porch yeah. and Ronan is asking, oh, well, for Ronan's stars? kids are asking yeah. who you played against. Oh, uh, Brees. You're say, oh, I'm saying Drew Brees. Brees, him, Brady. Yeah. Yep. Um, Peyton Manning, obviously. Peyton. Yeah. 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 That'll probably be the top three QBs. Quarterbacks, right? yeah, Did you QBs. play against Rodgers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did? Aaron Rodgers? For sure. All right. Well, he probably yeah. fit. That, that, that's a, he's in there for sure. Like, I almost wonder if we're getting to that stage with Brady. Like, okay. there is such an admiration for Brady, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, if you watch a game and after the game, even in this COVID world, players will go up and. They want to go shake hands with Brady. They want to go say, hey, I said hi to the GOAT, right? Yeah. And Brady's good. Mm-hmm. But Brady, in terms of who scares you now from the QB position in the NFL, has certainly fallen down the list, mm-hmm. right? In the last two years, it's like, all right, he's good. But they're good. Like, they're good around him. Like, the Tampa Bay Bucks offense, that's what worries defensive coordinators. I'm not yeah. sure Brady worries defensive coordinators as much. Now, he's not completely fallen off. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much less than it was maybe three years ago where it's like Brady, 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 Brady. Like yeah. he's making all that work. Now it's Mike Evans and whoever. Like even Gronk isn't in that category. But, you know, it's it's sure. the whole package of people, right? Or am I, no, I, no, I, no. Or, you're, or are people still scared of Brady? No, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, obviously, I mean, th- they're scared out of respect and admiration, right? But if you turn on the film from this year and you watch the throws that he's made and the decisions that he's made, like, let's be honest, it's not Brady from New England. This is a different kind of Brady. Same thing goes for Gronk, right? Like, there was one time, like, when we played the Patriots where it was Gronk and, you know, it was Aaron Hernandez as well, but um, it was mo- 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 mostly, scary. yeah, it was mostly Gronk, though. But, um, like, dude, at that time, like, they were game wreckers. It was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be a long day They're for a linebacker. Kelsey, everybody exactly. else. Yeah. But now Gronk, obviously, he's... He's not, he's not that anymore. Yeah. Like, you have to maybe know where he's in the field in the red zone and everything, but you're not putting, if you're a defensive corner, you're not putting Gronk on the board saying, all right, we got to shut him down. It's just, that's football. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? It's kind yeah. of that. It's it's really like, I mean, you think about any sport, maybe the greatest example of this right now is like Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People were so afraid of Tiger. Yeah. And then when he took all that time off, the young kids coming up weren't afraid of Tiger. Sure. Now, Tiger could still beat him. Like, mm-hmm. like again, Adrian Peterson could run for 100. But you're not afraid of it. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh boy, look at we got to we got to have four people around Adrian Peterson. Yeah. You know, Tiger Woods goes into a tournament. It's like, oh no, Tiger's in the tournament. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Now it's Bryson DeChambeau's in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just a fa- it's a fascinating cycle of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's really you respect the heck out of guys that continue on. You know, you always wonder do they hang on too long? Yeah. Right. I mean, look at. I grew up loving Dan Marino, and look what he looked like here yeah. in his last game. You know, one. so it, you you hate 
to see that yeah. because these guys are hanging out. Like Frank Gore is different in that respect. You almost it's almost like Frank, you should now play until you're fifty. Why not? Because man? you were never one of the greatest backs in the game no. anyway. Right? But you're probably going to be a Hall of Famer just from the longevity in the not stats. like if he's like carrying a cane yeah. and the football at the same time, <laughs> it would just go on the resume. Do you think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Yeah, he has to be, right? But he's never been. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like Frank Gore has ever been mm-hmm. like a top five back in the NFL. Am I missing something? You, correct me if I'm wrong. He's played so long now, I might I forget. But I really don't feel like he was a top five back at any juncture of any year he played. I mean, I have to go back and was. check the books. I mean, I know he had a couple good years in San Fran, but what does that mean? I don't know if that's top five worthy. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, my question, my question to you is though, so and I agree with you about Adrian Peterson, right? Like you respect him, but do you truly fear him? Probably not. Where does Matthew Stafford fall in that category? Great call. Great call. Uh, and let's talk about it when we come back. We gotta take a break, Coos, because I think that fits in. I think Pat was on the line and then we went to break and his question was what's the game plan right and I think it does kind of fit into that story that's a great call about Stafford actually we got that topic tonight on Jaguars All Access tonight there you go because again you show us the stats on Stafford last year Lions weren't good Stafford actually was pretty good numerically statistically Correct. correct he's unbelievable statistically in his career yes yet he's done absolutely nothing in reality Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the pantheon of the NFL, other than put up great numbers, yeah. which just seems like so many do right now. And a fun fact about Matthew Stafford, he scored against every NFL team except one. That team, the Jaguars. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he didn't know that apparently until today. Uh-huh. So now he's going to throw so for five touchdowns. A little extra added motivation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, here comes that Chargers-Philip Rivers game. It's a wild stat. also means you've been playing for a long time. True. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Where does he fit in the landscape of good quarterbacks anymore? And also, what should the Jags game plan be on Sunday against the Lions? It's next on ESPN 690. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 